Welcome to Space News! I'm Brayden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Were you going to take it away, Andrew? You, you said you were going to wing it. Well, what I said when I was winging it, I said, Welcome to Space News, you punk bitches. There you go. But we already, yeah, yeah but you guys already, you guys already Perfect. said welcome to space news. So I thought Nor- somebody else. Normally, no, no. normally uh, we've got a nice, Dan's got a nice rhyming uh, articulated intro uh, for all the pilots. <laughs> it's all out the window, but hey, who gives a shit? Cause we got some awesome space news this week. Um, you know, some fan stuff and who knows? Well, maybe we'll fire up the randomatron and, uh, See what it, it spits out. I went looking for um, it in the quantum ether. It's been missing for quite some time. Yeah. And I may have found a fragment of it. Not the full one, but I think I found a piece. But it's the best piece, right? I don't know. I don't know if it works. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Well, it's a, it, is a, it is in fact a piece. So piece of something. Piece. Uh, we do have some people already in the chat. We have Anark, uh, Anfamous, and Ellen Draw TV. Uh, big new supporter on Patreon. Send us a nice message. Um, but Dan, what, what's what's the first article? What do you, what's what's been going on in space? We're one step closer to finding Nibiru. It's there, or Planet X, or the Phantom Ninth Planet. X gonna give it. it to you. Gonna give, give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Go on, give it to you. Bringing it back. I'm pretty sure we made that joke on our Planet X. <laughs> we definitely yeah, we did. did 100%. Many times. It's classic. That was most of the episode. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, we actually kind of mentioned this on our last last Space News, the Space News before that, where they where they were talking about um, they talked about the discovery of or you know Jupiter reclaiming its title as having the most moons uh, of all the planetary bodies in our solar system, and that it was actually an accident. Uh, that they found all these extra moons because they were actually looking for this phantom planet that scientists are becoming more and more certain that perhaps there's something out there in the far reaches of our solar system uh, is is leaving this this gravitational trace that they've seemed yeah. to kind of work out. Well, um, I think it's like mathematically, there's got to be something. They're like, there has, this doesn't make sense unless there's something. Like our... What we know about, you know, the outer planets and everything and uh, the orbits and how heavier, denser planets and stuff affect gravity, the way these things orbit the sun, they go, this doesn't quite make sense unless, but based, based like under our understanding of math and physics, unless there's something, what is it, two times the size of Earth? Just ten, times. ten times. Ten times the size. X! Well, ten, ten times the mass. So it doesn't have to be the size, but it can be just mass. Uh, ten times the mass of something. It could uh, be a planet of lead. There. Full lead. Yeah, yeah. it could be a very very dense <laughs> Just super dense planet. Just a big old uh, tungsten ball out there. That's it. Or could we, it's like a so mini black like, hole. It's just like a mini in. black hole whipping around the outside of our, yeah, our yeah. solar system. Big ass bone planet. Yeah, it's big boned, it, you know? Muscle weighs more than fat anyways, right? It's not fat. Yeah. It's big boned. Oh, exactly. It's round. I'm in shape. I'm round. Yeah, and they think based on the models, it could be 20 times farther away from the sun than Neptune. So it's way out there. We're talking like Oort Cloud territory almost. Like we're way the fuck out there. Well, yeah, and it, yeah. The, the thing is, it's very difficult to find. Like we can't, even if we did 
look really hard, which scientists aren't doing. It's it's still you only have a very tiny window where you would actually be able to f- to find it. You would have to. Like ki- you would have to. This has got to be right. You'd have to aim a telescope specifically designed to detect planets at a point in space and wait there until this planet, which probably has like an orbit of like hundreds of years around the sun, finally entered your path. Because it wouldn't give off enough light back to look like anything different against the background of space. It would just be like a little speck. Yeah, so, but, you know, we're in luck because in the next uh, next decade or so, we've got a couple of, not just, you know, James Webb, Space Telescope was a big deal, but there are a bunch of other telescopes that are going to be coming online in the next, um, you know, next ten years or so. And we might just, uh, in, in the surveys that follow those, uh, the building of those telescopes, we might find it. We might find another planet or something. That's something big what, out there lurking. Something in the dark. big out there, yeah. And it, it, it's just that doesn't sound very comforting me. at all. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> Well, you think with like all our advances in like AI and Skywatch, like you again, like we, we're looking for something so far out there that it's like, yeah, you're, the precision of where we think it's got to be, you have to be bang on in order to catch a glimpse of this thing. So it's one of those things where I'm going to say, I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb here and right now, like in a matter of time, not it's not, it's, it's if, not when, that or a when, not if they announce that, hey, there is a, we got a 10th planet out there. And this planet would be so far away that it wouldn't have enough light for life unless it had its own like inner sun, like a, a hollow earth planet. That's that's oh, where yeah. the ETs are. That's why you can't find them because it would have to give off its own heat source from within for any, because it would also be just a frozen ball. It'd be close to absolute zero that far away. Yeah. Perhaps. We'll keep looking, keep waiting. But imagine that. Just a, a giant planet we haven't found yet. Thought we knew everything. No, and uh, we had some, some, uh, Anfamous was saying in the chat, when you think about us just discovering it, how did they know about it back in the day? Right? It's been here before. Well, I, yeah, right? You know, maybe it's on one of those like long trajectory paths where it doesn't, it, you know, in another 5,000 years, it's going to come wipe out life as we know it. Well, it was supposed to, wasn't it supposed to come past us in 2012? It was supposed to be part of the end. And uh, Corey Spencer saying in the chat, little throwback to our last spaces. He said, been reading the library book about Jupiter to my kid at night lately. Talks about the 16 moons of Jupiter. What fools. Uh, that's right. If you were sticking around for last space news, uh, there's far more than that. Yeah. So go ahead, grab a pen and start marking down on the margins of the other one. Just <laughs> make a little annotation, send it back yeah. to the publisher. Say, you idiots. <laughs> um, this next article has been a little bit wild. Um, Russia just cannot stop sending up leaky crafts up into, <laughs> into space. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I feel like not a month goes by where we're not hearing about something's leaking on Russia's side. Maybe this is just big big space propaganda against Russia, right? <laughs> uh, well, technically, you're you're not wrong because of the the two that they have launched up in recent memory. You have the uh, the Soyuz and the uh, the other one, which is the Progress. Uh, both of those are nearly identical craft, and they are both built by the same manufacturer. And uh, what happened apparently is that you know there's a little mini crisis going on uh, on the ISS where they were supposed to bring down a couple of astronauts, uh, two Russians and a NASA astronaut, uh, on board the uh, on board another Soyuz MS-22. And 
the thing is, is like they found, you know, that, that while, upon inspection, they were running it through his tests and stuff like that. It started kind of like, there were like so, some fragments that came off of it and then it was like losing pressure and they're like, holy shit. Like, you know, we can't, <laughs> you know, it still works. It still functions as like a, a, a ship, but it's like, if we put this thing in there, you know, potentially, you know, whatever's coming off, you know, you could overheat in the cabin. It only takes like a, a very tiny fraction of damage to like the outs- outer hull, like upon re-entry, to just like okay, you're all gonna cook alive when you so, come in. <laughs> so no cooking borscht in the cabin, no. then, right? Mm, no, bad idea. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, those two, those two apparently have. It, they had another one where they had the exact same, not the exact same, but they said that they had nearly identical, like problem. They had the they had the same damage in the same area. Um, according to some photos that were released by Roscosmos, uh, the Russian space, you know, the Russian equivalent to NASA. And so it, the first the first thought was that these, um, and, and I think this is kind of the accepted explanation for now, is that it, it was caused by some kind of micrometeoroid, uh, you know, something, some small rock hurtling through the vastness of space, like smacked into it. Yeah, right. It was some of that fucking space to... Space debris fucking flying around there at <laughs> unbelievable speeds. No, so it's not it's not a guy who sabotaged it with the drill like the last one. No, no, this one is <laughs> this definitely an accident. But it's like, unless they were out there during a spacewalk or something. Like, can you imagine <laughs> like you're up there, you're like, okay, was leak, we can't go home, and then it's like you're just sitting there waiting. You're like, you guys are gonna send something up for us, right? They're like, yeah, when we can. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, we we're just unfortunately we're involved in a war right now. So yeah, yeah we have some resources. Minor little conflict that could possibly is putting tensions on. Just it's just yeah, that is that is uh, mind boggling to think about that. Where it's like okay, well you know we got to settle down for a second. We got to get people who are out in space. Got to bring them back. Um, Time yeah, out. But, Time out. <laughs> I mean, they did launch another. They did launch another um, uncrewed Russian spacecraft up there uh, from the Baikonur. A cosmodrome uh, to get up there. So they have another one up there that I think they're going to, they're eventually going to get down. They had to delay the launch like one or two days, but they got something up there. Um, and then the other two, like, I, I'm not sure what they're going to, I'm not sure what they're going to do. If they're going to bring them back down or, or what I can, I, in the articles that I saw, they didn't mention like what they were going to do with these other craft. And I didn't dig that far into it, but um yeah, the, the company that built them, uh, Roscosmos, like released a, a statement by them, and they said that they went through their whole thing, and they said it's not. I mean, why would they though? But it's like they they said we don't have, we're not aware of any type of structural, uh, some sort of structural integrity problem that would cause this. Like we're not, even though it happened in the roughly the same area. Yeah. As where the other one is, so like when and apparently it happened during docking, so yeah, they're thinking that was some kind of mechanical malfunction or something like that. They're they they don't think it's that. <laughs> well, from what I understand, docking is very complicated. You got to get everything lined up. You know what I mean? Like it takes precision. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, our resident docking expert. It's a, it's a really hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I should have thrown you it do what over. You got to do do our uh, docking correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I'll do that for the next next time we talk about docking. You'll have your own little window with a, yeah. a diagram. Absolutely. Um, so we'll we'll stay glued to that one. We'll see. Hopefully, we can get these guys uh, out of there safe and sound. I'm sure we will. Um, efforts are going to be made this week. So if you're listening to this, uh, chances are uh, you know it's hap- it's happening as you're listening. Uh, what else we got? This is this is great. 
Super pigs. Super, Super pigs. Intelligent. Invincible? Yes. Super pigs. From Canadian super pigs. I believe they can yes. fly as well. Yeah. That's what I is heard. That like, is that who took over for Alpha Flight? Is that our second fucking yeah. superhero team? Super yeah. pigs? Super pigs. Well, it. it's they're they're more they're more like a they're turned out to be super villains, I think. Um oh, shit. Right. These things are just this is a this is a crazy one because these pigs, I guess, are bred between a mix between farm pig and wild pig. That farmers so they could get giant giant pigs to they, yeah they to wanted eat. ones that were also ones that were more resistant to cold the, I yeah think is what they wanted right? to be able to grow bigger so and be more resistant to cold mixed with wild yeah you're yes. saying yeah like mixed so with said, wild boar and buddy, this is what Billy Joel sang about in fucking Uptown Girl you mix in the fuck you know what I mean like it's perfect you just <laughs> Uptown Girl was about pigs yeah. it's about invincible well, yeah, you know, Canadian the classy, super pigs the classy fucking guy oh yeah, yeah. the classic girl but classic yeah. broad guy from the fucking streets now so these things out. classic lady in the tramp story exactly oldest time perfect these uh, bingo these, bango bongo got super pigs these things are like these are these are tough like tough pigs uh, <laughs> immortal and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, two decades. Like you can't kill these things. Like how They're, tough? Are we talking like bebop tough? Yeah, at dude. least. And, and, and like I guess, like I guess, I guess this problem has been like cooking in the background for quite some time, but now we're ringing the bells of being like, no, no, this is an issue because these pigs <laughs> were basically released when the mark there was a market downturn and just people were like, just let them go. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. They'll die off on their well, own. Whoa, whoa, didn't we not learn anything from fucking like Texas and shit where people are in helicopters culling them with machine guns because they're such a big problem? I, I don't know for sure. That's but I think those are things, different type of pigs, but yeah. yeah they're these not super pigs are, pigs. are not pigs. No, no, these, these ones are bulletproof. You can't even... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> their skin right? is so well, thick. article said invincible. Their skin is so <laughs> thick that you actually can't shoot them. It doesn't do anything. I mean, like, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah, you have to, elect now, you have to so, electrocute them. Wait, listen... There's only one fucking answer to this problem. What's that? We need Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles? No, Ninja no. Ninja Turtles no. basically beat Ninja Bebop's Turtle ass. Ninja Turtle hybrids. Yeah, they beat <laughs> Bebop's ass on the fucking reg, man. We need Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Anfamous says, I think this, the, I'm going to paraphrase, this is what Black Sabbath was, was warning us about. Yeah, war, war, <laughs> war pigs. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, now, it's, the thing I learned while reading this article about these goddamn super pigs is, uh, is that, I like in my head. I like when you tell me pigs, I'm thinking like pig trough. They're rolling in mud, mm -hmm. right? And nope. they're uh, they're eating truffles, right? Pigs love truffles, right? I don't know what a truffle is, mushroom or something. Fungus. Truffle, like a, it, yeah, mushrooms, mushroom, right? mushroomish. And uh, not these things. These things are fucking killing like the white. They're hunting white-tailed deer, not like eating dead ones. Hunting like game. <laughs> they're they're like an apex predator right now. They're huge in like yeah in southern southern Canada and now northern United States. Yeah, I, I mean that's the big thing about hogs, and I think a lot of people forget. Yeah, like you'll you'll think about the pigs, you think of like the pink the pink farm pigs rolling around in mud stuff. But it's like I, you know I've seen enough documentaries to be like okay, it's like as soon as you let that pig outside, it's already once it goes feral, it only takes like a couple weeks. And then that thing is a fucking eating machine and a survival machine. And apparently these pigs have become like, they're, they're smart. Like pigs are smart. We, we at least recognize that at this point, like, you know, we put them right underneath, you know, or, you know, at least equivalent with, with dolphins and or ravens. Ravens are also 
as smart as gorillas as I just learned that the other day. <laughs> um, but so these pigs apparently have become really good at fending off hunters and they actually like utilize strategies um, like where they have an entire sounder, which is a, a group of pigs, um, mm. uh, which actually will turn nocturnal. They'll actually modify their Buddy, entire they, like they can read so. the regulations yeah <laughs> they know so what not, oh, not only do we have to worry about the fucking octopuses we gotta worry about the fucking super yeah, super pigs, pigs. yeah the, uptown the war pigs, pigs. oh yeah. my god the uptown pigs yeah the uptown pigs man like now, this is the, the part the part i love the best is the strategy right now that they're 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 uh we're doing because this has worked so well historically for us, uh, is they're going to recruit a pig, which they've nicknamed the Judas pig. And they're going to strap Judas pig with a GPS unit so he can lead us right to Jesus Christ pig. And once we get their pig Messiah, we're going to string them up <laughs> for all these other pigs to see. Look what and, happens. And break them, break their will, just like the Romans did to the Christians. <laughs> right? We're going to uh, learn from history. Yeah, I mean the the Judas pig strategy as it's been as it's been named is the, it's so ridiculous. That's <laughs> crazy. It's a real thing. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> you might think we're joking, but that is a that is a real that's, strategy that they're utilizing at this point. <laughs> are you serious? Yes, yeah. that's they're going after the. <laughs> are you? Because there's no other way to really get them. Because the the pigs again, like they are smart enough to be like once. Uh, once they're attacked or something like that, and not only are they, uh, you know, changing their entire you know, their wake sleep cycle, like not going nocturnal, but they're also like, they're adept at like just scattering. Like as soon as like you, you hit one or something like that, they all just take off in different directions and then just, you know, go meet up at some, I guess now like predetermined thing place later, meet up at the the pig safe house. We got this, we got Judas, the sleeper cell fucking uptown pig. And next thing you know, we're going to get the granddaddy pig and crucify him. Is that the plan? (laughs) Oh my God. We're getting the one pig to wear a wire. Oh my God. It's piggy born. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see like with this kind of rampant rise in these, in these invincible pigs, I've been kind of wondering if there's going to be a correlation to some sort of like pig cryptid that starts being cited in these areas, or if there's already like, oh God, it's, hey, it's a pig man. Well, it's already, it's already in Florida. In some places they have Hogzilla, like Hogzilla is technically considered a, I, I would probably classify Hog, it as a, as a cryptid. Hog- Hold on, Hogzilla. I gotta yeah. refer to my cryptic creature book here. Hogzilla <laughs> for real. I got uh, just abnormally large hogs like that have have grown to such a you know a huge size. Like that's a that's a thing. Um, uh, you know, it's just like it's that's just what, like, buddy, a hogs a Hogzilla is an uptown pig. It's a domestic pig that was fucking bred with a wild pig. God damn, that's what these are. <laughs> We're creating Hogzilla. Holy Hogzillas. shit. Hey, so just so you know, um, oh, if you guys man. don't know the star, this star, like this book, it's, it has every cryptid and they rate the cryptid. They have a star system. One star being basically not a chance and a six star being like the creature is known and the creature is real. And it will kill um, you. Hogzilla. Told you. Six star. Real, Told baby. You. Told you. It's a real cryptid. I know my cryptids. <laughs> Pig like wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so maybe that's what they bred, got bred with, right? They trapped a, a hogzilla, and they're like, "This will be a good idea." But uh, <laughs> um, Michael uh, Swayze said, "Ever since Hannibal two, I've been all set." But yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's, that's the scene where they give. Yeah, that's right. They feed them to the hogs. 
So, uh, anyways, what they, else? What else? They we eat got everything. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if we if we go over from the, the Great White North slash Northern United States and we head over to Japan, apparently we had a uh, a little. <laughs> A little uh, something wash up on the little mysterious something something wash up on the shore over there. So apparently a passerby noticed a this what was a one and a half meter wide sphere wash up onto uh, Enoshuhama, Enoshuhama Beach, which is the city of Hama, Hamamatsu, uh, which uh, they ended up reporting this to the police. And when they came, the front hatch it, opened up. And an ET <laughs> walked out. Yeah, and fucking Vegeta comes out. <laughs> right. And then the Prince of the Sands uh, exited the, the we are pod. Fucked. We're fucked. And declared We're himself fucked. ruler of this planet. Uh, Frieza will soon will soon be our new, new lord and master. Um, if we're not, if unless we're judged unworthy, and then our planet will be destroyed. So um, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. We'd be fucked. I mean, people, tons of people were speculating on like what this thing could be, whether it be you know, a sea mine, um, like some Godzilla sort of metal egg. buoy, a Godzilla egg. People were saying Dragon Ball. Um, the thing for me where I was like, because people were like, it's got to be a buoy. I was like, these, like they had bomb people go out. Like, like they were concerned about it being a bomb. So it's like, for me, I'm like, I feel like if it was a buoy, like they would, they would be like, yeah, that's a buoy. Like, no need to scram, no need to scramble the bomb squad, boys. We we know what a buoy is since we're surrounded by the fucking ocean. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think just out of an abundance of caution, they called in the bomb squad. The bomb squad actually went in there and they uh, they used some X-ray technology to kind of scan the sphere, and then they discovered that inside it was hollow um, because the the Saiyan has already left the pod. Uh, you know. Assuming so. And this thing also, apparently on the sides, like it looked like it had two raised handles that looked like it could be attached to something or, or for carrying or probably, yeah. probably hooked on to something. Um, yeah, a lot of the the prosaic explanation is that this is perhaps a buoy. Um, some uh, oceanography uh, experts kind of weighed in uh, during the conversation when this was popped up on Twitter and social media, and they said like, "No, yeah, it's a buoy." Um, normally, <laughs> buoys like the norm, but the thing is, Just is like buoy. normally buoys like these ones can like uh, these can be utilized by. Um, they're saying that sometimes these are used for like research purposes. Like they put them out there, like a university or a researcher will put out these buoys, and normally they'll paint like their phone number or like contact information <laughs> on the side of the buoy. But the one that was there, the one that that washed up on the beach, didn't have any of that. It didn't have any of the contact. <laughs> information didn't one, have any of that stuff one of on the it. funnier ones that uh one of the funnier ones that i saw said uh this is just one of the target balls from target's failed expansion into canada <laughs> target they got the giant red balls out front that's pretty funny uh i think they're still outside of whatever used to be target in Kelowna. Yeah. um yeah people in the chat are saying you know it looks like uh an anchor or something. Yeah, I mean, it, we don't oh, but, we don't really know what it was. It, it it definitely went wildfire on social media though, because I think to do with all the the fucking shooting down of balloons and UFOs in the in the previous week, um, that everyone's like, is this one of these things? And I, my first thought was, I'm like, could you imagine if this was some sort of like attack thing where they're just like, we're just gonna put this can giant cannonball on, get it up in the fucking <laughs> stratosphere, and then just drop it on into cities. <laughs> Right, just crushing <laughs> stuff. Right, it was, uh, who knows? It's what just, it is. We'll yeah, 
I mean, any of these news stories right now uh, mentioning a mysterious object. And it's like when they say mysterious object, it's like, we don't know what it is. It just was stopped on shore a couple hours ago, a couple hours ago, and we have no idea what it is. It's like, of course you don't. You don't have any yeah. experts to go in there. <laughs> and then you just, but you post a news story and it gets clicks. And so, yeah, that's how we're, yeah. that's where we're at right now. <laughs> this last one, uh, sticking in Japan. Um, um, yeah. This one, this one's fun because I, I've been aware of these ones. I've been aware of these these little things, and I think we've talked about them because we've talked about mermaids before. Yeah, best of both worlds. We yeah, we definitely talked. I as think they we say. definitely looked at this picture, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently, at, at one of the temples in Japan, uh, specifically the Enju Inn Temple in uh, Asakuchi City, um, it, there has been a one foot long hairy monkey like uh, uh monkey like creature that has like a, a primate torso like upper torso and then the bottom is <laughs> sounds like one of my cousins <laughs> um and then the bottom half consists of a scaled fish like tail and apparently um yep. it, <laughs> then it's also got these like pretty nasty little pointed teeth on it as yep. well now uh th this creature this 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 thing uh apparently is like is in a little box that they they have stored uh there in the temple and inside the box is included with a note um that it apparently that this that um claims that this creature was caught off the coast of uh what is now modern day Kochi uh around 1740 now um these these creatures um are are co actually common in Japan and uh, uh, mo well, I think and most folklore Jap and stuff and like right and folklore like uh, normally this would be considered like a type of yokai. Um, yokais are uh, you know mythical beings, which it's it's a, it's a wide range of creatures and um, uh, fantastical creatures that exist in Japanese folklore and stuff. But these these specifically like this one. Um, there, there are a number of these. There, there are at least several that are at different. That are located within different temples in Japan uh, and are kept as kind of sacred objects uh, within those temples. Um, but this one, but this one specifically, had been a mystery for quite some time. And so, uh, some researchers took a shot at it from uh, Kurashiki University of Science and the Arts, and they used uh, what they reported as uh, surface observations, X-rays, and then then also X-ray CT scans. Uh, to kind of uh, to kind of get a good look at what actually this mermaid mummy was. So when they when they got through with all of their scans and everything, they said that this this creature apparently um, was probably like just it, there's no skeleton inside of it. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. It has no bones. <laughs> um, it, it, is, yeah. um, it has no bones, uh, no skeleton at all. Um, the, the, except for, except for one piece that seems to be like a, like the, like a piece of a single jawbone uh, that it's is just, there. it's, it's literally, it's like someone pulled a Rick Dieru and uh, just <laughs> makes me. Hey, can I, can I see that picture again? Yeah, hold on. Mix mashed a, a bunch of uh, Japanese animals together. That one? <laughs> I, you know you know what that looks like to me? What? Remember those fucking toys, the fucking uh, Boglins? Boglins? No. Boglins. You don't remember Boglins? They're like, they're little, these little fucking monsters that came in boxes. I got to find a picture of them. Oh, I think it was exactly I'll, like... I'll Bog, how do I spell it? Boglin? B-O-G-L-I-N-S. -G -G it looks exactly like a Boglin. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? I believe it. I, it looks like it looks like some, some type of uh, late '80s, early '90s like uh, creature feature thing, like low budget horror film. One <laughs> of those guys, Andrew. Uh, let me see. Yeah, that's it right there. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's just you know, a melted boglin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but pieces of the creature actually did include uh, what they found. Like pieces of the creature included, uh, you know, actual aquatic creature uh, things. They said that the upper half of the body was actually coated with puffer uh, puffer fish skin, Ooh. and then the lower fish tail though uh, was actually the skin of a croaker fish. <laughs> um, there was some hair on the creature. Like we said, it is a, like a hairy monkey top part of the thing and they they managed to to take a sample of hair and analyze that and they said it is mammal hair um uh, at least as that that's as far as they could you know the, determine some best, type of mammal the best part of it is how upset everyone was they're like i can't believe it i was i've been looking for, at this thing forever <laughs> hearing stories <laughs> and someone would have just sewn this thing together like yeah man people people <laughs> People, people buy these up. things. Yeah, it's <laughs> up. People bought these things way back in the. I mean, we talked about this: the Fiji mermaids um, yeah. of the that were of uh, some type of renown during the uh, mid was it like early 1900s and stuff like yeah, Barnum and PT Barnum and and all his crew and all this kind of uh, the the attention and the. Um, you know, and the fame that these things kind of brought, like just having one was kind of, a, it's probably seen as some kind of, like, you know, a little bit of like a status symbol. It was like the, to, to some extent, I mean, this is fractionally small, like way less of a thing, but you know, back when they, in the, um, like late, what was it late 1800s, early 1900s, um, they would have uh, mummy parties like in, in in Europe where they would just have mummy unwrappings. Like they would buy a mummy that they had gotten from <laughs> Egypt and just like unwrap it and just put it out at like a dinner party. And so people could just look at it. It's, it's like, so fucked up. It's like the worst prize. You're just like fucking, oh yeah, black and necrotic. Like, like what if you got it? Oh, we got a juicy one. <laughs> um, now, the, the actually, like we mentioned before, the, the actual one solid piece that they have was the jaw of the of the creature, which had the little like kind of the teeth in it. But they said that this this jaw is actually of an unknown species of carnivorous fish. They couldn't determine what it was. They don't know what it is. Um, so you're saying it's a mermaid? It could be a mermaid. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, if mermaids, uh, if their innards are made of uh, cloth, paper, and cotton, then yes, uh, probably. Because well, <laughs> that's what they chance. found inside of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they found out the inside was pretty much hollowed out and it's nothing but just, it was just cloth, paper, and cotton. And then the body had been covered by some type of uh, substance that seemed to be a mixing of charcoal powder and and or sand with some type of paste and then kind of cover the head with what they said was gypsum. Uh, um, so there's that. Um, they, they said the dating, uh, the 1740, not exactly accurate when they did radiocarbon testing on the material from the, from the mermaid. Uh, they actually said that it was probably put together at some time during the 1800s. Uh, I mean, that's not like, that's potentially 60 years off. I mean, that's not bad for how long they've said, had it, right? Like if some guy's just like, yeah, it's like 1740 and then they did tests, they're like, Pfft. 1800 I'd be like well I was fucking close it's pretty good <laughs> right like that's pretty good I like I don't think that's anything to scoff at uh yeah it's yeah so it's pretty close I mean 
I mean, they said they caught it in 1740. That's what the thing, but you know, whoever's kind of guessing or, or whatever. But um, what I always find about interesting about this case is that that the um, the scientists who are conducting the experiments, it's um, you know, at least one of them, uh, Takashi Kato uh, from the, uh, the the from the university that did the research, you know, he, he was quoted as saying, it was, when I was young, I was excited, I was excited to read stories about yokai and legendary creatures in boys' magazines. Um, I never thought decades later I, what <laughs> that I would be exposed to something like that and have an opportunity to study it firsthand. I always find that really, um, really nice when scientists are just kind of like, we, we get to pry into the into these these mysteries that of things that we actually get to we don't leave them as something that's unsolved for so long i mean you have it right in front of you and you're like oh this is super neat you get to explore something that was a you know a mystery in your childhood and yeah. discover secrets of something that was so that's um, what we're doing influ- <laughs> yeah something influential in your formative these, years uh, just, just, um, minus the scientists yeah minus yeah. science team um, somewhat <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's fire up the randomatron and uh, maybe we'll give it two spins here and see what it spits out. Uh, again, it sucks all the power if my camera goes dead when it's spinning. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, and Michael Swayze in the chat, shout out to Tommy Fury. Yeah, thanks someone for yeah, thank being you. Jake. That was Jake. Paul. That was rigged. Uh, Jake Paul let's, let's rigged it the other way, up. so people stopped doubting him. We lost Braden. That's the uh, that's the randomatron uh, absorbing all the power in Meth Studios. Beep. No, you didn't want to try my broken randomatron is what you're saying. What did we get? We lost? What did we get? What did we get? I don't think it worked. It didn't work. I think we got it. I think it's fucking dicked. It's saying something. It's saying... <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work? What do you mean? It's fucked. Boys, it's fucked. It's not working. Ah, oh, god damn it! It's working. Hold on one second. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta tap it. I'm gonna have to tap it here. Maybe hit it. You gotta lube it up a bit. Tap it a couple times. <laughs> Give it a little tickle. Talk uh, real sweet to it. Give it a little kiss. God damn! It's better not blow up everything. <laughs> it might. Oh. Oh. Where's it? You just gotta tap it and it eventually works. What a bang. Still rips to this day. Been a while since it's been activated. I wasn't prepared for this though. Nobody told me. Like, I I had no idea this. I don't have any. I haven't talked to my friend of a friend in a really long time. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) We have, like. Did nothing come through there for you, Zell? No, something did come through. What the fuck is this? I don't know what the fuck you guys are up to. Somebody stealing my side again? Oh, it's fucking activated again.
done with it. I can't have Andrew ride my coattails anymore. I'm sick of it. All right, we're not what even that fuck? good of friends. He's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. All right, so done. The mongoose you, himself. You do nothing without me, bud. Is finally here to tell you a tale of first-hand knowledge. And it goes a little something like this. I was working night shift. 12.30 a.m. Call comes in. Code 3. To the nearest international airport. Call comes up on the CAD. Not a lot of information. Very brief. Meet. Plane. So and so, oh, fuck it. Cut that. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. We can't cut it. It's live, it's live bitch. Live. Like, How do I say it? Like tail wing? I can't remember. Like when the, the, the numbers are Come on, on the fucking. What are you talking about? Maybe you should have this shit I'll, shorted you know out say, before I'll you fucking meet, start. Uh, meet can, can Come on. Meet uh, security. This at is the, Bush League. Uh, this is Bush League. Why am I blanking here? I go there all the time. Say what? Wow. Call Make it. Just spit it out. Today, Junior. Uh, what are the airport cops called again? Cops? Uh, security? You tell us, security. bitch. Okay. Cat says, meet airport security. They'll escort you to the gate. So as we approach the airport, we are greeted by the airport security and just like, hey, do you know what's going on? Do you have any background on the situation? We got literally nothing. Airport security says, all we know is that there was a plane, an international flight, that was coming into town, and we had to kind of do an emergency landing because someone on board fell ill. Uh, don't know what's wrong with them, don't have any demographics, anything like that. Okay. You know, it is what it is. So in that case, bring in all our equipment, bring in the ECG, bring in the jump kits, bring in the oxygen, bring in the cot, rolling out all, all the equipment. Waiting at the tarmac, we get greeted by the airport fire department. Luckily, they have equipment to extricate people off the planes properly because, you know, our, our normal equipment like the stair chair and whatnot can't fit between the aisles. We board the plane. Everybody looks to be like half asleep, but kind of, you know, cautiously looking around like, what's going on? The stewardess rush us to the seat. And there's a man in his mid-fifties, completely unconscious in the seat. So right away I start doing vitals. Get my partner, be like, hey, can you see if you can find any ID on this guy? Find his bag, check with the stewardess, whatever you can. As we're doing vitals on this guy, you know, quick do quick blood pressure. Blood pressure's high, heart rate's high. Not necessarily tachypnic, but a little bit elevated. Pupils are equal elevated. You know, it's a little bit bizarre because I can't rouse this guy. No pain stimulus, anything like that. Not rousing this guy. Interesting. The person sitting next to him in the plane is like, you know, this guy, you know, during the flight, we're coming home from Mexico. Um, you know, he started kind of complaining about having a stomach ache. You know, and then a couple hours into the flight, he started grasping his stomach and kind of rotating back and forth, back and forth, spinning around, like going just absolutely bizarre movements. And then he yelled out for help and went unconscious. Like, super weird, right? So fire department gets this guy loaded up on their modified stair chair. You know, he's unconscious, so we have to get him completely strapped down, get him out. 
ambulance is waiting near the tarmac. Get him loaded up. As we get this guy loaded up, you know, I'm starting an IV on him. I'm doing everything. I'm hooking up the, the ECG leads. And while I'm, I'm hooking up the ECG leads, he jumps up in bed and starts screaming, My stomach! My stomach! Help me! And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Calm down, man. Calm down. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, what do you feel? He's like, it's, he's like, I feel like my stomach's going to burst. I feel like there's a mass in my stomach that's going to explode. And right away, I'm like, okay, like, you know, what could be causing an issue? You know, abdominal pain this bad. And he's telling me, he's like, listen, he's like, it's going into my back. I'm dizzy. You know, this guy's presents extremely pale. He's sweaty. And I'm like, oh my God, like, is this guy having an aortic aneurysm dissection? Right? Which I'm talking, this guy's going to bleed out in a matter of minutes. This guy needs a trauma room ASAP. He needs blood product. And one of the, re- one of the ways we can tell right away, well, not necessarily right away, but one of the best indicators is a bilateral blood pressure. I mean, there's a massive, I think it's by 20 points, there's a difference in bilateral blood pressure. So blood pressure on it's both sides. It's a good sides. indicator that this guy's having a AAA. Hook up the blood pressure on the other arm, because we got one on the left, we're going to get one on the right. Start trying to get the other blood pressure, and he can't, because this guy just keeps thrashing around, holding his stomach and yelling. And I'm like, okay, he's like, unconscious again. Out of nowhere, drops. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? So blood pressure cuff is doing its thing. I'm going to finish doing the 12 lead so I can see if I can see if there's any ECG abnormalities, you know, see if it's remarkable or not. Call into the, I told my partner, I'm like, you need to call in the hospital. Like, this guy is sick. I'm going to start another live IV line on him. Maybe start the ALS crew. All right. Working on the other blood pressure. Guy pops up again, screaming. My stomach! My stomach! Stop the ambulance! Stop the ambulance! And I'm like, no, man, like, it's late. you're going to be okay. Like, it's all good. Like, lay back. And I'm like, we can't stop the ambulance. We got to go. No, he's like, you need to stop the ambulance. I'm like, no, like we're moving. The last thing you need to do is spend some time on the side of the road here. You need a trauma room now if what's happening to you, what I think is happening to you is happening to you. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm like, well, like, help me understand. Like, you've been unconscious half this time. I don't know what the fuck's going on. He's like, no, I need to fucking shit. I'm like, what? He's like, I got to shit. I'm like, no, you don't. And he's like, no, I'm going to shit. And I'm like, no, no, just, just don't, don't, don't shit. Like, it's okay. You don't have to shit. Just, just don't fucking shit. We're not that far away from the hospital. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I haven't shit in a week. All right. I just got back from Mexico. I drank the water. I got to shit. And within seconds, this guy's ripping off his fucking belt and pulling his pants on. I'm like, leave your fucking pants on. Like, you didn't shit inside <laughs> your pants. You're not shitting inside the ambulance. Like, there's nowhere for your shit to go. And like, at this point, this guy's sitting up with his ass in the air on the fucking cot as we're going. And I'm screaming out part. I'm like, pull over, pull over, pull over. And I tell you, literally, the only way to efficiently recreate this scenario is I want you to go in the back. Let's say, let's go in your bathroom. If you got a small bathroom, go in your bathroom. Before you go in your bathroom, I want you to grab a two liter of Coke and I want you to shake it up as aggressively as humanly possible. And I want you to close that door. And lock it. All right? Because you can't get out. Because the door's locked from the inside. And once you shake that fucking two liter of Coke as hard as you can, I want you to twist off that lid and go for a fucking ride. This guy shit so bad, it painted every single ounce of the inside of the ambulance. We're talking myself, the walls, the roof, the floor. My partner got shrapnel through the bulkhead on his shoulder. (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> Went through the pocket. I had nothing to say. I, there was no words that could escape my mouth following that incident. And the guy looked at me and said, I feel so much better now. <laughs> and that's it for this week's Bonkers Fall. Hey, thanks, Mongoose. Oh, he's already gone. Thanks, Mongoose. He just hung up. Um, what is, uh, Andrew, what does triple A mean when he was saying triple A? Uh, it's an abdominal aortic aneurysm. So, oh. like, you know your aorta? Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, brings oxygenated blood down to your extremities. And it's just like a little, <laughs> usually when it's an aneurysm, it's just like a, a ballooning of the artery, right? It's a weak yeah. point. And then it can rupture and then you can fucking bleed out. We. <laughs> Uh, Michael Swayze said in the chat, a uh, little Pepto, pe- Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, hook him up to some CCs of that. That would have been the ticket. Um, you know, what's weird is the Randomatron, I don't know why it was having issues, um, but it did also spit out um, a fan submission. A fan wrote in a story. And if you want your story to be entered into the Randomatron, you can send it to us, uh, alien theorists, at gmail.com and we'll read your story. Make sure to put on, fan submission in the subject line. Or yes, this person buried. did. Uh, did he say? Yeah, <clears throat> this is, okay, this is a true story. Um, hi guys, this is a story of a sighting of something weird I had back in 2021. My name is Ryan Woolard. Uh, this incident occurred on the 29th of June, 2021, around three in the morning. I was out with a friend of mine as we used to be out most nights, just going for drives uh, quite late on. Uh, We were driving around when we went past a park near my house. At that point, in my home city of Leeds, England, there's some weird commas here. (laughs) (laughs) I I read it exactly how you punctuate, just so you know. Having noticed the gates to the park were still open when they're usually locked after a certain time, we decided to drive down the path and get out and sit at a bench uh, by the big pond they had. After a while of chilling, I was watching the ducks and had my phone out recording them. I don't know why, I just found them fascinating at that point. Uh, Five seconds into the recording, I noticed something at the other side of the pond. Two glowing blue eyes. At first... I thought it's just some kids playing a prank. But the way it moved... Goddamn blue-eyed kids. It wasn't human-like. Its movement was like wavy or almost monkey-like or even golem-like. Also, whenever it moved, there wasn't a single sound of footsteps or any sounds of branches snapping. At the sight of this thing, chills went down my spine. And for some compelling reason, I had the urge to turn off my video recording. And after a few minutes of this thing appearing, I quietly said to my friend who is still beside me, we should go. She played it down as nothing too serious. Then the thing seemed to retreat back without making a single noise to where you can no longer see the blue glowing eyes. That's when I said to my friend again, we need to go now. So with that, we both leave to walk back to the car. After that, we really didn't even discuss it. And I I don't know why. As someone who loves weird stuff and conspiracy, I thought I'd be someone brave in a situation like that. But having seen far too many horror films, I knew I needed to get the fuck out of there. 
but I know what I saw that night wasn't human and it wasn't something that can't can be explained. Fuck. Also, about a year after the incident, I didn't I didn't look up to I didn't look up to see if there had been any sightings of anything like that when I had come across an article three weeks after I was there about a man being found dead at the pond early hours of the morning. Now, I don't like to draw conclusions, but maybe it's just a coincidence and an unfortunate event. But it does seem very weird. We need to know if this guy had blue eyes. We gotta know. But maybe it was a spear, right? Anyways, thank you for sharing my story, and I wonder if anyone has had a similar experience seeing glowing blue eyes. Also, keep up the good work. Absolutely love the podcast. Oh, yeah. Ryan Willard. Hey, thanks for sending that in, man. We appreciate it. awesome. Send in your Um, stories. I'm trying to think of what, if there's any kind of cryptid I can think of off the, right, right away off the, like, top of my head that has blue eyes. I'm not really sure. It's a me. It's look, a look at those big blues. Zell. Zell, you did you did do um uh you know if you're not alive uh, on our Facebook group, Zell had a pretty funny comment. Uh, uh, someone was posting about this cave. They call it one of the most <laughs> dangerous places in the world. Like all these viruses have come for it. Like Ebola comes from it, and like people are commenting. Zell just commented, "Home sweet home." <laughs> no, I, I just said home. Mm, I home. love that. Um, speaking of social media, these are uh, the five most trending posts in the last two weeks uh, coming up here. First, we had from Alex, Alexis Marie. So sad. Cosmic Channels is closed. Thanks for all the calls, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, Cosmic Channels. Um, well, you know, we, we've said that, you know, maybe if we get enough concurrent viewers on Space News, uh, we'll plug Cosmic Channels into the random product, maybe merge it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, unfortunately, you know, we've said it on the feed. Cosmic Channels was just uh, just stagnant in growth. So hey, Got some personal combos there up on the fucking screen. That's good. Yeah, that's Jamie. Yeah. She says, get me yes. a fresca. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> Very good. Um, good. Yeah, co- low sugar. Cosmic, Channel, Cosmic had- Channels was a labor of love, and uh, just uh, we couldn't do. We can't do everything. We can't keep podcasting that yeah. much with what the time we got. <laughs> so we just had a. We had a. We had to cut one for now. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. You don't have any more. It's like well, only the people the only the sixty people that watched listened. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Byron Dallow. You know, you guys know Byron. Um, he uh, posted uh, massive cheers to someone that sent um, Zell Vegemite and he stole it Zell from me. Im- immediately gave it to Byron. He stole it. Uh, Just took it. It's uh, it looks terrible. It is. I mean, it's bad. I was come on. I people. was thinking we should just post Byron's address to cut out the middlemen, so anyone listening from Australia can just <laughs> send it over to him. Right. I'm pretty sure you oh, can. You can actually buy hey. Vegemite here if you want. <laughs> Tenco just sent us uh, 10 great British pounds saying uh, rest in peace, Cosmic Channels. R.I.P. Um, rest in peace. Hey, cheers, Tenko. I, I don't have a drink going because uh, I'm on It's on, <laughs> I'm on baby watch. Could be summoned at any moment. Any moment. Um, but uh, cheers to you. Uh, thanks, Tenko, for that. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll post Byron's address. Maybe we'll get him a, a Vegemite, uh, Vegemite P.O. box. <laughs> you want to stock him up? 
Yeah. Uh, next up, we had. Uh, oh, this one's great from Tire Cherry. He said, "Hey, just heard my first podcast. Great show. For the life of me, I I just I scoured through the comments. I don't know what he was listening to. I'd love to find out." <laughs> Right? It wasn't like, even our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I've heard my first podcast. It was great. Great show. What was it? What show? Like your first podcast ever? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not first Alien Theorist. I mean like your first podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Great show. And then it's like, listen to like five other ones. Like, oh man, those guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, hey, tired chair, let us know what you're listening to, man. We all love a good podcast as much as the next guy. If, uh, if he was talking about ours, there's a great comment said by Jarrett Birch. Don't worry, it gets worse. <laughs> ah, excellent. There you go. Not bring it back down to earth. It's very true. Uh, next we had, um, oh yeah, this is uh, Samuel Cromarty. You know what? I would say one of these posts about like how scary signs was usually trends as one of our bigger posts once a year. Like Because people see that. People remember that alien Every, mm-hmm. I think everyone remembers. Oh like, yeah, right. Like that was a terrifying scene in that movie. So it's like it, that sticks with me. So, um, thanks Samuel Cromarty for uh, reposting that. I'm not giving you all the credit. And this last one is by uh, uh, Crybaby Sean Mullet. Uh, he posted, <laughs> is that his actual name? Yeah. Crybaby Sean. Mullet? Uh, he posted a petition to have Braden stop yelling the intro. My ears bleed at 6 a.m. because of him. And an overwhelming 94% disagreed with Sean Mullet. So I will continue to scream <laughs> the intro. I uh, could de- definitively was say like a poll that on there. There was, was a poll. Three votes for agree. But there was three votes for agree, and then the resounding us would disagree. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, bl- I, know the three. I just, I just checked that right suck now. It, Sean Mullet. <laughs> Andrew's actually one of the ones who agreed with it. Who, I can see. I wait, think we all agree. I can see who. I can see who agreed. They're dead to me. Your names. <laughs> I'm gonna look up your names. All of you, dead to me. Braden's gonna go Let's into your profile it. picture. He's gonna find oh, a terrible Andrew's picture. He's gonna there. zoom in. How could you? He's gonna send it to you. Look at this. Look at this. Shame. Shame to all twelve of you. Good. I wish I could vote fucking twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, Sean Mullet, the screaming uh, shall continue. Shall Why don't continue. you toughen up those soft baby ears ears? But, um, I think that's all. I think that's all we got for Space News. That's it for this week in space. Um, yeah, if you want uh, more stuff from us, Go to patreon.com slash alien theorist theorizing or just alien theorist.com support tab. Uh, we got tons of stuff all over. Um, bonus stuff, tons of stuff. Stuff on stuff, so, stuff inside of stuff. Stuff on stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's insane the amount of stuff you're going to get. Is it good stuff? Is it bad stuff? You got to sign up to figure it out. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's it. Anything else before we uh, peace out here, boys? That's it. That's it. All right. That's Space News.